0: Hey everyone, Abe here from The Return of the Movie. So we had a small issue for this episode. As you might know, this was our first livestream taping, and thanks to some technical issues, we lost the original recording. But wait, we were able to get a backup from YouTube's livestream archive, so we still have an episode for you today. That being said, it does have some distortion that we've done our best to clean up. Anyway, hope you enjoy the episode, and thanks for listening. Anime
1: has a lot of weird going on. And to be honest, that's kind of what makes anime, well, anime. It has its own style that evokes the feeling of genre, despite the fact that it's actually a medium. But despite our love for it, we have to admit that anime has some weird tropes, and some of them do not blend well with Western audiences at all. And so for that reason, we're going to break down our three most favorite and most hated anime tropes on this episode of The Return of the Movie. Hello and welcome to the Return of the Movie. I'm Ben, and I am here with my co-host for the day, Abraham. Hello. And we have in the booth, Jose, who is going to be well in the booth, probably roasting us and letting us know if there's anyone in chat that wants to uh participate in any way. Jose,
0: give us a give us a quick good roast. Yes, yeah, suck. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it does it. It's flawless. Uh, excellent. <laughs> Applause. Um so <laughs> This is a little bit of a weird episode. I kind of need to preface that. There were like several iterations of what this one was going to look like. Yeah. Um, This started out as a jumping off point from last episode. We briefly talked about how a lot of things within nerd culture are in the alt-right pipeline. Um, But we didn't want to do that episode because it felt like a bummer after our previous episode about racism. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead, we're going to be sugarcoating it a little bit with uh, some fun things, as well as some really dark shit.
0: Yeah, just kind of like going into just anime tropes in general, and all of the cool and weird, quirky, but also uh, right. deeply upsetting and bad
1: things. I, I feel like a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, like, because some of the tropes here are just weird for Western audiences, oh, yeah. which is another way that we wanted to talk about this and then we were like ah, that doesn't really work. Yeah. But um the, like I feel like a lot of the things on here even some of the good ones are the reasons why people specifically western viewers have a hard time getting into anime.
0: Yeah, because it's, it is very much like an otherworldly experience. It's very like hyper I guess it's hyper stylized is the right yes. word? Yes. Like it just it is It is anime, and it's it's unapologetically (laughs) anime. Um, And there's not many genres that are that way. Like, even things like Westerns do share a lot of, like, you know, uh, a lot of similarities with other tropes that that we are familiar with with Western audiences, whereas anime is just so... It can be so far removed that it's oftentimes a little daunting to get into. Yeah.
1: I I think the main thing here, though, is that, like, as... far as this medium is concerned like there's weird things yeah you will learn based off of whatever your first anime is to either accept those weird things or to not accept those weird things Mm -hmm. like i feel like people that start out with full metal alchemist brotherhood which yeah if you do that by the way you are setting yourself up for failure within this medium you have set the bar too high yeah um but like, you're not gonna get into some of the fun tropes that are on here because that yeah. that that show doesn't have them. That's like the most palatable. It kind of, it, it has some of them.
0: It has some. I, of them. It, I has mean, like, of, it has a lot of, of
1: yelling. yelling. It has a lot of yelling. <laughs> I don't think Edward Elric ever once yells the name of an attack. No, 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 no. He doesn't go that far. But like, <laughs> you! they
2: like that kind of.
1: Yeah. Yelling. Okay. I, I I will concede on that. Yeah. It's a little bit. You so, know. Th- We're going to start with one of the, one of our not favorite tropes first, but this is, it doesn't really exist anymore within modern anime. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the Sakura trope or the, uh, why is the female character in the main cast, the dead weight? And here's the thing, Sakura, Sakura got dealt dirty. Cause I'm not going to lie. I was,
0: I, okay. I'm going to say something right now. I hate Naruto. I absolutely (laughs) fucking despise that. And I was like, alright, I'm gonna go through Naruto, I'm gonna skip all the filler, I'm gonna get to the end, the Naruto-Sasuke fight, fucking amazing. Then Shippuden comes in, and I'm like, alright, Sakura gets an upgrade, she's healing people, she's punching, fucking, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh teacher, like, like yeah. in that first Bella's name, like, punches the whole thing. yes. Yeah, yes. She, She's doing this whole, like, song and dance, and I'm like, Chief, she's, she's actually great. doing great. And then... By the end. Yeah, it just... It just isn't... It just fucking
1: sucks. I mean, like, this is... This is a trope that exists with, and like this is something that I feel like you can kind of see like within some Western media as well. There yeah. are a lot of examples. It's not the same thing because like in anime is so like ah, it's about fight scenes and choreography. And when you show a useless character or a character that's supposed to be dead weight or not performing as well, it's going to be like ah, they're a bad fighter. Yeah. But like in Western media, you will see this within characters that become either, like, just bad at decision-making or somewhat straight-up unlikable. Um, And, like, I feel like a modern example of this unfortunately, if we're talking about modern media, would be the example of what a lot of people are feeling is Galadriel within Rings of Power. Which is she's not a useless fighter, but she is making bad decisions as far as certain things. A lot of people are labeling her annoying. Um, I do not necessarily agree with this sentiment. I I think that that's definitely a
0: little bit true, but I think the difference between the example that you just gave and other examples in Western media and anime is that in anime, anime is usually marketed and targeting young boys and young adult men, and because of that, it's usually a power fantasy for these people. Yes. So these female characters are often either the people of desire, or just, um, like, just bad representation for people who might also consume that media, where they go, okay, well we want to have a girl character, because obviously girls watch anime, but we're not actually going to make them a main point of focus, or give them anything compelling, really, to do, or, yeah, you know, I guess... Participate in the larger fight, which was weird, and I think Naruto, Naruto.
1: yeah, Sakura should she should have been involved in that last fight, and like they they will not power scale them, but like again, this is something that fortunately we do not see in a lot of in a lot of modern examples. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen gets major points with a lot of people for the fact that like. Every woman in the cast can pretty much kick everyone's ass. Yeah, can I um, like, uh,
2: interject for a minute? Go absolutely, because uh, I actually just started watching Jujutsu uh, Kaisen, and like, I am like blown away by like how just like amazing, like everything is like from the music to the animation and like the characters, like all well balanced and all around like interacting with each other. So like, it's been like a very big um, uh, plus for like compared to like a lot of other anime.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's a pressure breath air when it happens, and, like, it makes the characters actually feel compelling yeah, and well-rounded.
2: You
0: want a story where everyone is, like, playing a part at any... and especially when every, when, when so many characters play integral roles, if there's one that isn't, it st- it stands out. Yes. And when it's always the female character, it's especially upsetting. Uh, I mean, it's going as early back as, like, Pokemon. I mean, like, not to yes. say that, like, Misty was, you know, like... Not a capable character, but in the context of Ash and Brock, I feel like she was always the one that was
1: kind of. She felt sidelined in a lot of things. Yeah. Like it, there were definitely moments where they would be like, "Ah, we're gonna let Misty shine," but it was few and far between. Yeah. Um,
2: and it, don't even get this started as the series went on, and then they had like Pokemon contests, and that was like the major focus yes! for the protagonists. Oh my god, when I when,
0: when my brother when my little brother started watching Diamond and Pearl and the the what's her name? What's that character's name? Um, Dawn. No, Diamond and Pearl. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Uh, she like she did the whole contest and everything and it was always like we don't care <laughs> nobody cares. It's all
1: about the battles. Oh well. Yeah, that's not necessarily a fun element here. Um I I will say like one of the most heinous examples I can think of in a more niche anime would have to be the Reborn series. Um, I haven't seen that one. This is... I, I think this sums up the trope very well. I think the main cast is seven young boys and one one girl. Either um, that or six young boys and it's one girl. Either way, the problem here is that she probably has the least speaking lines she's constantly getting her ass kicked in every way just to exist as a someone to, for everyone else to save and then when she does fight really well it's because she's possessed by a man uh, okay well <laughs> but the good news is we don't have that anymore so on that <laughs> we don't have that trope
0: happening anymore
1: i don't think it's anywhere near as prevalent within um a, within is... modern shonen that is true. i think i think a lot of people understand that from a marketing standpoint, everyone likes shonen, yeah, every, especially young women. I mean, My Hero Academia like has a very like large cast. Like yeah, the cast is like female. Yeah, you know? and everyone does a pretty good job at kicking ass. Although I will say, I don't. Uh, there's some. I still feel like Yukihara somewhat fits within this trope. Said, what did you say? Oh wait, no. S- say that I, name again. Uh, uh, no, I, pronounce I, that name again. No, I don't feel like I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh-huh. want to. Uh
0: huh. Well, I guess moving on from that. Uh, let's now talk about something, I guess, a little lighter on my end, which is a trope that I love. Um, and not so much that I love, but that's just very funny to me. Self-insert characters. <laughs> and that's not to say that Western media doesn't have this, but I think in anime, there was just a lot more. Not just in shonen, but in all types of genres. And I came up with my three, my three kind of, like, different... Trifecta of self-insert. So first, you have the uh, the vanilla MC who's the best at insert whatever good thing that they're good at. So things like Sword Art Online. Yes, a perfect example. Like no, what, can you name any any qualities of that main character? <laughs> <laughs> Jose, can you name any qualities of, of Kirito, of- the <laughs>
1: overpowered boy?
0: Yeah, exactly. Silence. I see that. So <laughs> that's one. And then the second, you have the uh, ostracized person who proves everyone wrong by becoming a badass. Yes. So this is your Naruto. This is your My Hero. This is your Attack on Titan. You get a from Jujutsu. Kaisen. Yeah, there you go. There we go. They're all, they're all just meant to give people who feel like they're losers... Someone to imprint on and live vicariously through.
1: <laughs> wow, we are going after the anime fans no, right I mean, now. I mean, like, it's not a it, like out of all things in nerddom. That's, okay, I guess self it. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Yeah, you
0: got a point. Welcome
2: to the Scope YouTube channel, where we split our audiences every episode. <laughs> Look,
0: I mean, I'm not saying that that people who consume anime are losers. I'm saying that that like that archetype is just used heavily. Yes, and if, even if. You know everyone feels bad every now and again i'd agree with that i'd agree with that so finally the last one is a perfect person who has had such a traumatic life but is a perfect being and is rewarded by having multiple pursuers so
1: i see what you have written this is this.
0: this is almost all of harem anime uh the most the most iconic is fruits Basket.
1: Fruit Basket is one of the most delightful reverse harem. My partner still does not believe that it's a harem anime. It absolutely is. It is is absolutely a reverse harem anime. Every man is fawning over Laura Bailey's character. Question,
2: because I haven't seen a good amount of it, but would Food Wars also count in that, or no?
1: Food Wars is harem. It is, uh, I think that's actually, like, one of the less fun tropes. I did not, admittedly, have it on this list, um, but... like it's on the flip side of it. Yeah, I don't think that that character counts as the self-insert in the harem type, though.
0: No, I don't think they do. Just because there's so much going on around them, that yeah, it, it's usually if the if the person is like a nothing burger in terms of like personality, personality, quality, and traits. And that's not to say that like some characters on this list don't have any, but they're just so one note and one dimensional.
1: That it's just hard to... So, I guess, like, in... My question here is, like, when we experience these, like... Because I feel like self-inserts always serve a different purpose. Like, yeah. I feel like in Naruto, it's a power fantasy. Oh, yeah. They
0: all have... Like, in this trifecta, they all do different things. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, evident by the story in which they exist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and it's it's always really interesting because when you start looking at characters as self inserts, you go like, ah, oh, this is what the author wishes they were.
2: Yes, yeah, so <laughs> so, a little
1: bit. Like, yeah, which makes Sword Art Online embarrassing as far as self inserts are concerned. Oh it's a person who just
0: like, yeah, I'm such a badass, and then I
1: have, a, and then I get trapped in a world, and then I get a wife. No, he doesn't get a wife. He gets multiple pursuers, but he chooses a wife. a wife. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen Sword Art Online on Bridge. Oh, well, the bridge! The abridged, ab- a bridge. It's the only acceptable way to consume
0: Sword Art Online. Have you seen Jose? Have you seen
2: the abridged Sword Art Online? The only abridges I've seen was Naruto when it lasted like twenty episodes, oh, okay. and Yu-Gi-Oh, which is thankfully still going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will
2: say this: Sao abridged is
0: not only is it funnier and just a better. It's just a better story. Like the the plot just makes a lot more sense. I I agree. Spoiler alert! I just want to really quickly say this. <laughs> basically, the the main the enemy of the of the whole thing is also just as nerdy as the main character, who's basically like, oh, you you also like all these nerd references, and he's like also as big of a loser, which is meant to parallel. Anyways, it's, go watch Elf Bridge. It,
1: yeah, it, it's great. Um, I guess uh, on not great news now uh, because. We got to do this now. Back to you. Uh, back to me. It's time for the bummer note. Um, I was showing Attack on Titan to my partner back mm. when Season 4 was airing. We finally got to Season 4. And I remember she turned to me and immediately went, So, uh, could someone please explain to me why there's so much um, Nazi stuff in a lot of anime that I see? And I went, Huh. That's a very good point. I have noticed that as well, so I'm going to look into this. Um, it is a trope. It is otherwise known as Nazi cheek. So it is the essentially the uh, adaptation of style from, in particular, a lot of people. A, a lot of people in anime seem to really like the SS uniform within anime itself uh big problem burger here um but as some viewers that have watched our attack on titan coverage might know world war ii is not really covered in the same way in asia as a whole so nazi chic is very prevalent there um where this is very notable is attack on titan you can kind of see like there's inspiration from there but attack on titan i think does actually a good job of establishing that it is trying to talk about this. Yeah, and it also doesn't use it as, like, a a good thing that's,
0: like, no. a, to be modeled after. That's the one thing that I will give the show credit for. But I do... I, there is one show that I have heard a lot of
1: that uses this trope, and I think it's JoJo's. So, JoJo's in JoJo Part 2, uh, in particular, I think there might be some stuff in Part 4 or 5, but I'm not quite sure. Um, in Part 2, when we are following the American JoJo, we meet a character... Um, who I must try to pronounce his name correct. Uh, Rudolf von Storheim? Stonheim? I don't know, I
0: haven't seen JoJo's.
1: It's yeah. been a very long time! Yeah. That's all you. Um, however, this is a character that gets in... We are... The story takes place during World War II. And we are introduced... Wait, JoJo's... JoJo's takes place during World War II? Bruh, JoJo's play takes place at every time imaginable. World War II is just one of the many. Like... Is it about World War Two? No. Oh, it just happens to take place. <laughs> this part two, which follows the second JoJo, Joseph, um, takes. place... There's a lot of Jojos. So no, no, no. I have I to. Know. I have to clarify. I know. But that this takes place during World War Two, and we first meet this character who is a Nazi who has taken captive of uh, one of our. I one a a beloved character whose name is escaping me and i know the comments is gonna rip me apart for that because it is a very important character but he's taking this character pat captive and joseph's like i hate nazi scum and he's like shooting the nazis and like he he presumably gets this man killed okay and we're like okay cool jojo killed the nazi whoo because they were making the nazis look really cool Two seconds ago okay and you go okay this is fine and then later in the season the nazis like i'm back but i'm a robot and i'm on your side and joseph's like cool i respect <laughs> you and it- we're gonna gloss over that at this time the holocaust is happening i'm just and i know about it hi this is Ben here from the post room um quick note At this time, von Storheim was still a Nazi, not post-Nazi cyborg, still a Nazi cyborg, and was doing Nazi things while he was helping Joseph. Joseph works with an active Nazi during the Holocaust, and it is never addressed
0: by... I'm not surprised that this is happening. I'm just surprised that you're saying it. Because this is the kind of thing that would happen in JoJo's.
2: As far as, who as someone who has not seen JoJo, I'm so confused.
1: I, I have not seen it either. I, I love trying to explain JoJo's bizarre adventures to people that have not seen JoJo's bizarre adventures because none of it none of it makes sense. There's like two magic systems, and both of them are weird. And there's Nazis, and they just flip to being good guys, because they're like, ah, oh, there's a greater evil, but, like, we're also just gonna not pay attention to the Nazis. So basically,
0: like, Captain America, like, the, what's his name? The guy who becomes the robot uh, in in the Captain America movies? Uh, yes. You know what I mean? Robot Nazis, who are good guys, uh, never ends up well, but anyways. Yeah,
1: it's... Well, I think, like, no- uh, Marble ended up in kind of a weird position where they accidentally did this with Hydra, actually.
0: Well, they also, they, the Peggy Carter character also is supposed to be a Nazi character.
1: Yeah, that's... What? A, yeah, basically what they did is they,
0: they basically changed, like, they gave Peggy Carter, who's in the, who is in the comics, they gave her the story of another character who is explicitly a Nazi. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't, there's a lot of controversy going on online about the uh, I, about Captain Carter and her role in the MCU and whether or not she should even be a hero. I did not know this. I mean, also when you think about it, in those movies, she basically was like, "Hey, Nazis, come work for us." <laughs> that's <was laughs> canon in the movies.
1: I mean, I, I think that this is like, there you go. It's not something that's completely um, a subset to. Um, a- to anime like, yeah. it can't happen in other places well uh should we keep talking about nazis or can we uh, no on? we can we can move on <laughs>
0: hey. oh boy all right let's lighten the mood a little bit let's talk about my second favorite anime trope and this is one that everybody knows and everybody loves shouting anime names or yeah. shouting anime moves you know, it's uh, like in My Hero, there's Full Cowling, and then there's uh, Pokemon, where they have every Pokemon say their name as their cry. They also say the name of the Pokemon when they summon them, and also they say their na- the name of their moves. Yes. Um, and Beyblade, you know, they're always like... Fucking
1: Beyblade, I <laughs> forgot about
0: that one. Yep. Uh, and there's also, like, kind of connected to that is, like, the trope of, like, oh, this character's about to die. But suddenly they unlock the special move that was talk to them in a training arc in the in a class.
1: all i'm thinking of is bonk is the first bankai appearance from ichigo in uh bleach you sure you, you I not watch bleach don't watch bleach sir how I, how have you lived this long because... at, in the anime world and not watch bleach i don't know they're all,
2: they're all the same the, the same big way i've done the same things so yeah you,
0: you fools there's so much more good modern anime why would i watch the classics? <laughs>
1: Honestly, <laughs> I will say there is like a note now where I feel like people talk about the big three and it's like, oh, these were the and for some reason they confuse them as being the best anime. And no, like, but- no, no. These were the three anime that kept the industry alive, Yeah, which is the reason why there's too many episodes and they're all paced horribly. Yep. Um. But uh, yeah, those are just like
0: that's just like a fun little trope that anyway. Well, also, they always do, they do a lot of that kind of like spectacle a little bit of spectacle in animes and it's not just uh, excluding or it's not just including this it also includes just the inner monologues that people do like there's just there is so much about anime where they're over explaining the thing that they're doing in order to convey like a sense of
1: epicness so or i think this is the trope that i have watched my partner slowly give up on watching new anime with because her first one was Full Metal Alchemist. I may have been subtweeting her when I said, "If you start with that one, you, sh- you shoot yourself in the foot." Yeah. But like, we were—I was trying to show her Hunter, 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 Hunter came up as something that she would potentially have liked. And then as I'm rewatching this, I'm like, "Oh my god, they're over-explaining every attack action, every <laughs> a- aspect of the." A- Everything that's going on, I'm like, this episode could have been like, it, it, like there were two beats the entire episode. If I play a, if I play a yellow four card, will he
0: draw a plus four? Oh no, no. no. a reverse Uno!
1: You,
2: <laughs> you know, know that like, adds to another anime show. Well, let me add a thing here because, like, um, when they're in the middle of doing the move, and then they had the whole backstory happening as the move is
0: going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like the, the master is like telling them like this is a move that's only meant for certain <laughs> instances when when they can when they're within four inches of you with their left hand and you can pivot and turn in a way that that
2: brings your momentum like, into like I think the perfect but sensei, example,
1: will I ever need to use this?
2: I think the perfect example would probably be uh Rockley first doing the inner gates.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely.
2: God. It's like a whole, ep- yes. <laughs> it's a
1: whole episode. God. Um fucking Naruto gives me like so many war flashbacks. Um dude, every
0: time he says Shadow Clone Jutsu, every time he says Rasengan, every time they say uh like thousand I, years of death, like I, I used to be like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like one of the elements here is like every now and then I'm watching it I like I I feel like when i watch anime that has this trope and i feel like this is an older trope like it is. i don't think that this exists too much anymore uh, it, my hero is the big exception here how think of other shonen cuz jujutsu doesn't do this jujutsu though breaks a ton of the um it breaks a ton of the shonen yeah. actually tropes and formula Right. that's the reason why people are like they like it. it's like ah a shonen that doesn't feel like dog shit when i watch it mm-hmm. So like I, I like I'm like this is not this is a trope that has charm, a yeah. trope that has existed for a reason. I think it mainly came from Dragon Ball, because if you take a look at like other anime from the Dragon Ball era, like Inuyasha, it doesn't really have too much of this. Well
0: the reason why that trope exists and this is something that like for better or worse is is something that that you know that Japanese media does because all anime is an adaptation of manga, it's always faithful, down to the inner monologues that are written in the thought bubbles, down to the the name of the moves. All of that exists in the pages of manga because of the limitations of that medium. Yeah. And so when it translates to an animation, they just keep it. And for better or
1: worse... It's a faithful adaptation, but <laughs> it's a, it's it doesn't translate well. No. That's the reason why it, that makes sense, and I can see how when you do that, a chapter of One Piece will translate to an episode. Yeah. Although One Piece, that's not true at all, because One Piece literally has an entire fan fan base that edits the episodes to make them paste correctly. Yeah. It's called One Pace, by the way, if you ever want to. <laughs> watch One Piece at a reasonable you length. Know, but it's still like a triple digit episode numbers. I, I'm not gonna lie, I am in the process of sp- starting where I picked up on the manga and uh, no one's gonna see me for a little bit. Oh boy, alright, well... You- I, I, I I guess uh, I guess our shows aren't getting written now. Yeah, if you don't see Ben in the next three months, that's where he's that's where he's been. I'm gonna be watching One Piece in my room. Alright, Ben. Um, I guess let's go into... The final one. I, I was about to. I can't really segue with one piece on this. Um, but on the note of Hunter Hunter, we have to talk about easily the most problematic aspects within um, largely anime manga fans as a whole. Not really fans. It's more that just they enable some of the really bad behavior that we don't really want in the fandom. Um, the the really seven hundred years old trope. So this is a trope that exist in other places yeah. um, this is when you have a character who is supposed to be a, a certain age, they could be like the age of you and me, they could be the age of an like, a 30 God. year old and then they could be well, I should rephrase that, they should. They could appear like the age of me, they could appear like the mm-hmm. age of like a 80 year old person, they could appear at the age of a child mm-hmm. Um. and this is that no matter what, they're actually like 700 years old um, where this becomes problematic and you will see this a lot in anime now this trope exists for children a lot usually in particular with the idea of really creepy children like you will see this trope in horror a lot for mm-hmm. just to be like ah there's a kid and something's off about them and it's like oh no they're actually uh what's that one with uh with the kids
0: with their with the numbers on their necks uh the one that just came out uh, God. uh in promise neverland yeah
1: ki- kind kind of neverland it kind of i i didn't finish it season 2 so i don't know if this trope exists in there uh there's one character there's one character kind of kind of like that okay um so where this becomes problematic is when the trope becomes an excuse to uh sexualize whoever is involved in this um yeah. namely if you've ever seen seven deadly sins you probably winced Oh no, I know what you're Yeah, saying. you know exactly what I'm talking about. The- this is You probably mit- winced when you were like, ah, there's this character Greed. He's super interesting. He's super cool. I like him a lot. He had a love interest. Who's the love interest? And it's a child that's actually a thousand years old.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot of animes like that where I just will not pick it up if... <laughs> <laughs> that if it exists. Uh, one that was in, infamously
1: told to me, and I think you mentioned this before taping, yep. uh, what was it called again? Made in Abyss. Made in Abyss. Um, so Made in Abyss doesn't follow this trope, but it does fall into the camp of enabling uh, media that normalizes pedophilia. Um, it, mostly, it, Made in... Oh, actually, no, there is a scene where I think an older person does interact with a child that way. Um, the, yeah, see, no, I'm just yeah. like... Yes. Yeah. No,
0: it's there. And, like, it's there. It's, it's not... I don't know anything about the show. I've heard that the story's good, but at a certain point, I'm like, I don't care how good your story is. If you got that in
1: your show, I'm like, Ugh, it's, I'm it, going watch it. My issue is, like, I always, like, I'm like, wow, this is a great anime. I hope there's no pedo shit in it. And then you get slapped in the face with it. Yep. Like, it's, this is just one of the tropes that I'm like, it's here. I don't want to, like, there's not really too much to really dive into, because there's not actually, like, a, There's no justification. There's no justification there's no... for this. Like, culturally speaking, it is still very illegal and frowned upon for this to exist. And I've, and it's not like it's something that's, like, normalized there, either.
0: It's also like, no, because like, there there are a lot of outspoken people who will say, like, no, we do not like this. Please yeah. stop doing this.
1: Yeah, no, it's... So, I don't think that it's normalized, What I think it is a little bit more connected to. Um and this is a theory this is a theory this is just me going based off where the media lives who's consuming it and who's making it um a lot of it's online and when you start taking a look at the fact that a lot of doujinshi which is just independent uh which is just independent manga it's manga that does not initially have a publisher it may move to a publisher at some point but that's all that it is Mm -hmm. a lot of it Starts on the internet. Mm. A lot of it's being distributed on the internet for people, and a lot of the places that this pla- that this stuff gets distributed is places like Eight Chan and Four Chan. Mm. Do you see where the pattern can go now? Yeah. So when it, you have media that's being made, sp- in particular, in those spaces for that online. can be yeah, yeah, and it can be made anonymously very easily, just with a like pen handle behind it, you can easily end up with this being baked into a lot of manga. Yeah. Um, it- and you can end up with Very problematic material being Produced in those spaces Yeah,
2: also like uh, There's this anime Called, uh, in English I know It's called My First Girlfriend is a Gal And like, it's meant to be a joke Anime, just to clarify, cause They have this one character who's like A best friend of the main male protagonist And like, I kid you not His entire like Personality is being a pedophile
1: Oy. Yeah, and uh, I, I've heard that this also exists within um, within a couple uh, isekais as well, where it, it, there seems to be a um, uh, there seems to be a recurring theme in some isekais that I've actively chose not to watch because I know that this exists in mm-hmm. where there's at least two that I have been told, hey, you should definitely watch it, but the main character is essentially a sex offender, and I'm like ah no yeah (laughs) i don't feel like i don't feel like trying to get in that person's shoes
0: yeah also like even in my hero like those two things like the two things we were just talking about one there are like 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 the first year high school students who are like very very sexualized and it's like like and they're obviously like made in a way where it's like obviously like they're they're made and drawn, like, semi-young or young adults. Yes. But still, the fact that they're freshmen is, like, extra, and, extra fucking Yeah, weird. you
1: go, like, oh, if this was an actual person, they would just look... They, they, they would, look would like not look like that. They would look like small children. And then the
0: second one is also, like, that That Mineta character, who's literally his whole entire fucking
1: character is just, I'm a pervert. That's who I am. Uh, why? Uh, that? That's the other... The, the, we can just put this one under the umbrella of all the weird, extremely problematic sexual tropes within anime. What's the Sanji fit the pervert bill for a little bit from one piece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There were a Brock fit it as well. Yeah. Like this. W- and then uh, Naruto, we can even like, he, like Jiraiya existed.
2: Yes. Not to mention Naruto himself. Naruto Naruto
1: himself. At least early on, I think they kind of were like, ooh, this is not cool for the main character. And eventually just were like, hey, you forgot forgot that the pervert jutsu exists, right? Where he just turns into a naked woman and flashes you. And they even bring it back and ship it for a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. It's... I... Big, big no fan. Big Mm -hmm. no fan. But... It is slightly going away. However, I feel like your reaction is the kind of reaction that does need to exist. Where yeah. when you hear about... It, if, if we do not want this trope existing... You just don't watch it. Yeah, make it hurt the bank account of whoever's greenlighting it. Yeah. Like, th- that is the simplest answer that's going to be the most effective. With
0: and especially nowadays when there's so much good anime. It's like, if... And and I will say, for characters like Mineta, and like other characters also like Jiraiya, and like that kind of trope, the pervert trope is usually frowned upon, at the very least. Yes. And it's like, still, it's not cool, but at the very least, shows like Made in Abyss should not, should not be supported. uh, Just because of just how, there's no, there's no looked down upon on the on the presentation. It's not done to make a point or even any sort
1: of just... Yeah. It
0: just is. And when something is just that... I
1: just feel like, on the flip side, I can talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion. It does have some of these problematic moments within the original. However thematically that show is entirely about when you take children and put them into these wartime situations mm-hmm. as they are essentially trying to like it's going like the entire show is like about sui- is like about suicidal thoughts um surviving abuse like okay. there and okay. like there are situations where like you can like okay maybe this is something to be explored and it, from an actual character standpoint i do think that there are places to talk about um in particular survivor stories uh that can be done tastefully Mm -hmm. i also think that there are plenty of times where they're done untastefully and in both of those instances i'm kind of looking at berserk Mm -hmm. um because berserk will on one hand do a phenomenal job showing you what male survivorship looks like from like surviving sexual assault on the other hand it will um draw certain female characters in a way that is entirely to titillate the audience during a rape scene. So yeah. So yeah.
0: just just be mindful of the media that you're consuming and if you don't like something, just don't watch it. There you go. Like, that's pretty much all there is to it. Now, on a on a lighter note, and I guess to wrap up this podcast, I feel like we should talk about my another my top favorite anime trope, uh, Dead Parents. <laughs> <laughs> Why is every... Why is every main character in an anime... Why do they always have dead parents? I mean, I'm trying to... Like, Naruto, they have dead parents. I'm assuming Bleach, dead parents? Aaron Yeager. Aaron 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 Yeager, Yeager. dead parents. Uh, One of the parents he killed, which is fucking... You know, that's extra hardcore. Um, My hero, not so much. Um... What else? Well, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of like. More- one of mine, but uh, what's her name? Uh, from Fruit baskets. I'm pretty sure she has. Yeah, she has dead parents. She has dead parents. <laughs>
1: yeah, she, she, she has dead parents. Uh, i Hunter- about Luffy, if he counts. Luffy. Luffy? Yeah. We don't. Uh, no, we're learning about his parents. Like one of his parents, maybe the Pirate King the previous maybe the previous pot pirate king which will count as dead but the other one might be alive according to uh, rumors i've seen on the internet let me know in the comments okay i, I might be speaking well to my app. even not even
0: so much dead parents absent parents the, yes the idea that these characters are are not coming from from stable home lives ever and luffy counts in that instance ash ketchum says hello no ash ketchum where's his dad Dad. Where's Daddy? Exactly. Where's Daddy? Ran off. Went to go become a Pokemon trainer and died on the way to the Elite Four.
2: <laughs> Just...
0: Yikes! Um, it, and it's such a cliche that I honestly love it.
1: Uh, I will say this is something that like it does exist in Full free, Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> full
1: Metal Alchemist. Okay, it goes there. I, I will say it's a cliche that exists there as it is such a main building block of the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a joke that when you like, whenever you have the new D&D players, mm-hmm. it's like, you, the DM will get everyone's sheet and goes like, you guys can have parents who are alive. Yeah. You're allowed to do that, people. You don't have to all have dead parents. Your trauma doesn't have to come from there. Yeah, like, but if it, give me new trauma, mm-hmm. replace that, and I feel like everyone wants a traumatized main character to start out with, because that's honestly how you get some kind of good things. I think the only exception is Isekai's, because Isekai's the main character is kind of always a self-insert. Yeah.
2: Uh, if Another example of parents, while well, not at the start, like Yagami.
1: Yes. Yeah. I count that. Yep.
2: Yeah. It's, it's
0: different in the sense that his parents are, like, there, but the fact that they're not a main point of focus, or even, like, people that he can go to in times of need or feel like
1: he can or maybe even that he's he sees himself as above that i I think it's a i I think all of death note is a subversion of anime at that time and i think it is a subversion of the trope because this is a character that has everything should be doing perfectly fine everything is set up for light yagami and his descent into madness and his alienation of everyone else around him yeah Like, you can see that very clearly with the relationship between him and his dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I feel like that is a way to do, like, alienated parents and home life, and kind of like, it can be seen as like a commentation on that trope. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it fits within that box, though. No. Because it's not something that really informs the character going into things. Like, all of the, like, every character that we just listed, like, goes through a classic hero's journey. And is completely like, I have nothing. I live alone, even though I'm fourteen. Which is also like the other trope that they're I feel like gets connected watching. to it. Yeah they're, yeah, they're always a teenager who somehow has an apartment that they pay for themselves. Like, I don't know what the price of rent is in Japan. And did Naruto live alone? Like did Naruto... Naruto lived alone. Well, okay. He was um supported by the third Hokage. Okay. Yes, I was about to say, Sorry. uh the it was different. Third Hokage uh kind of just Was the he was put gave him like
2: a monthly fun or something like that? Yeah,
1: he was literally put in like Minato, his his dad.
2: Yeah, his name is Minato.
1: Minato, thank I'm like, oh god, too many anime characters' names are crossed in my head. But Minato was essentially like, hey, I'm dying. I need you to look after my son. And then Third Hokage was like, fine. Hey, kid, here's some money. I'm never gonna talk to you until you're, like, actually in the school. Okay, bye. Jesus he, Christ. He Albus dumbledore the fucking thing.
0: Why? Was... E- even in Harry Potter, at least he had the fucking abusive parent. Like, <laughs> 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 like <that's... laughs> Come on.
2: We're fucking real. <laughs> Alright, question of the day. Abusive parents or dead parents? Someone better clip that. Someone better
0: clip that. <laughs> I didn't realize how out-of-pocket what I just said was
1: until I said it. Okay, uh, to repeat the question from Jose, um, dead parents or or abusive parents? parents? Uh,
0: I mean, in a perfect world, both. (laughs) Because, no, 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 hold on, I have a reason. Okay, okay. I have a very, actually, narrative reason. Dead parents just creates the empty hole. whereas like you're like needing something and missing something abusive parents gives you something tangible that you are like i do not like this and you can like kind of see at least a vision of what your life could be like like in harry potter his parents are his his aunt and uncle are abusive and he's like man i cannot wait to fucking graduate get the fuck out of here and just live on my own you know you can sense the
2: resentment yes so uh let me add on to that then which one would you say offers more character development
1: Ooh, abusive parents. Abusive yeah. parent. I uh, For the reasons that you just stated, yep. yeah, because if you are, if you have that, like, dead parents is like, ah, uh, things are bad, but, like, things might be going bad. But I think Naruto is actually a good example of this, because you don't need abusive parents if the entire village neglects and shuns you. Yeah. So, like, it... it Naruto, I mean, Naruto it... kind of counts as abusive. Yeah, as abusive, because like... Like... <laughs> like the entire village is like, "I hate you," and you're not gonna know why. And then he finally finds out. He's like, "What the fuck? Should someone have fucking told me about this?" <laughs>
0: you're telling me that, like, oh, like when I was a, when I was just born, my dad, who I didn't know, put a demon inside. me, Also, and...
1: <laughs> my dad was the Hokage, <laughs> and nobody told
0: me. Nobody told me.
1: Yeah, no, it's.
0: I'd be pissed as shit. I'd be I'd be the fucking villain. Yeah, I'd be a rochumaru. Well, <laughs> I-,
1: I think that's what Naruto does better than Harry potter is that harry potter because jk rowling we know is really not a fantastic writer she did a great job igniting the imaginations of children and kind of introducing a lot of these very fun tropes to fantasy and rekindling fantasy within the western world for young adults yeah um
2: Uh, we had a comment and saying uh, i believe there's a cultural thing in japan for affluent teens to go to schools in different towns for a better education and they often live alone
1: ah
0: okay that? Like they like they go to another place and live there remotely for the entirety of their school year, come back. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. So yeah, that might be why. Like that, that's
1: why um, that might exist,
0: but because children might feel alone and therefore they want to see themselves represented in that media. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that checks out for that trope here um, in America. America doesn't have an excuse. No. Nope. Uh, we 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 don't until we all start abandoning our children, we cannot write those stories, people. Mm-hmm. So on that, I think we're going to end the episode. <laughs> and, you know, Americans, we got to start abandoning our kids. Abandoning so we your can... kid, abandon your kids <laughs> so we can get some dope-ass in anime produced in the States, guys.
2: <sighs> Based on a true story.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, I'll still, just to finish my point, I think Naruto did better because Harry Potter should have been a villain, and Naruto at least had to fight that instinct. Yeah. But
0: fuck Harry Potter, fuck, fuck Harry, Harry Potter, Potter JK fuck World. JK Rowling,
1: <laughs> and we'll see you all in about two weeks <laughs> on our next episode. We are going to have, um, <laughs> you okay? Abraham? No,
0: we're ending <laughs> just sorry, fuck JK Rowling, fuck Harry Potter, and goodbye,
1: everybody. <laughs> yep. We'll be back in two weeks. We're gonna have Callie from last episode from Urban Jedi and uh Melanin and Muses on the podcast as an additional guest. And um, we're going to be talking about love tropes and relationship tropes within media and how that affects us. But anyway, it's the return of the movie. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Hi. Did you enjoy the episode? If so, please like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And if you are listening in the audio world, well, leave us a positive review and uh, subscribe to YouTube anyway because that's a big help to us. If you want a little bit more, we're going to have our next live stream tomorrow, the day after this comes out. That's pretty much how this is going to be going from now on. Bye.